we go. Nobody, no one on the team is going to hear this. So hey, I'm. You know, Sophie Fossil actually told me she listened to our last show. Oh, she did. Okay, well, uh, Sophie, don't tell anyone. Welcome everyone to another episode of Whatcha Talking About here on Blaze Radio. It's another great day here in the Blaze Radio studio for Whatcha Talking About. My name is Chase Beardsley. I'm one of your hosts. Joy alongside, well, Trey Matthews usually, but uh, Trey is right now uh, on his way. He'll be joining us shortly. And welcome to Whatcha Talking About. Again, your your weekly show that uh, talks about the ASU women's hockey team uh arizona state's very own uh there's a quite a bit to talk about today because about a week ago now uh we talked about the first game of the maryville series now since then uh there's obviously been a lot that has happened uh because game two was played you know we did have our doubts about game two i'll be the first one in the minute i don't know if trey will but um i'll be the first one in the minute it was a a disappointing game one, especially after all the hype. Um, however, game two has been uh, incredible. Um, and let's talk about that right now. Uh, Sun Devils win by a score of two to one. Uh, that was not the main thing here because the main thing here was Quinn Inger. Um, what a impressive game for her. Talk about her for a second. Because this was her first start since January, where she played Denver. And if you know anything about Denver, Denver was one of the uh, last teams in the whole ACHA uh, in terms of standings uh, last year. So it was not a hard game for Quinn to win. I'll be honest here. Uh, She recorded a shutout in the game. So this was her first home start, actually, as a Sun Devil, which was very impressive uh, to say the least. And she goes into Mount America Community Iceplex and records a win. And this is against a Maryville team that, honestly, if I were to do projections right now, I would say is probably one of the best teams uh, that are, that's going to complete the season. And Quinn goes in there and records a incredible, incredible win. And I would say that one Maryville goal that was scored was um, was only scored because it was a fluke. It bounced off a couple players. There was no chance that Quinn was going to save that because it was it was crazy how that that puck redirected like that. And yeah, Quinn was impressive, and I'm sure Trey is going to have some opinions uh, on it when he comes in any minute now. But it was impressive. For Quinn to do that, especially her first game in a while. And we'll ask Trey the question uh, in a second, but did Quinn Anger score or steal the starting spot? And I can hear him walking in now, but that's the question to be asked because it's very well possible that she just did. And again, that 
game two was impressive. Uh, Anita Fleming scored her first goal as a Sun Devil. And, again, she had an impressive night. I would say besides Quinn, if Quinn wasn't playing that game, she definitely would have had the uh, number one star of the night. And, you know, as I mentioned, Trey Matthews, the fellow host here, finally making his debut. Trey, how are you doing today? Uh, I've been better because my car, for some reason, was acting up. The uh, gear shift wasn't working, so I had to call an Uber at the last second. But just thank God there was no traffic. So got yeah. here at 8.30, so a couple minutes late to the show. But, yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get here. Well, we started talking about Quinn Anger and recapping right. game two because we didn't have a chance to do so, obviously, because our show is every Friday. Uh-huh. Um but what an impressive game by Quinton. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and before before I give my analysis, I just want to say that I was completely wrong in my prediction for <laughs> um, uh, what would happen in game two because I thought that, honestly, I thought ASU would get swept. I thought it was going to be Maryville a lot and ASU little. So uh, shout out to the team for making me uh, eat my words. But um, digressing a little bit, yeah, Quinn was definitely a huge – uh, star for ASU, and she definitely was uh, the first star of the game. There was no ands, ifs, or buts about it. She saw, like, what, 42 shots and was able to save, um, like, 41 of them. She saved nearly all of them. So the one thing I just want to say is that, yes, Quinn was very impressive, and it's definitely something that we should talk about. But at the same time, the defense in front of her has to get a little bit better. But I don't know if it was how Maryville was executing, but – it, it, it could luckily ASU didn't make the same mistake that they made in game one, which is have a complete and utter meltdown for a few minutes that could have snowballed into a even worse effect. So that's my thing. Well, I want to touch on that defense with you in a second, but let's stick on the topic of Quinn. And the question I was just asking, has Quinn stolen the starting position? It's too ar- way too early to tell. I mean, you know, Maryville's a very good team, and I think, uh, if you were to talk to Lindsay, and if you were to talk to the rest of the team, I don't think you could put the game one loss on Carson's shoulders all oh, that no. much. But I'm going to say no. I think it's way too early to make that assessment. Maybe we could see Quinn in the next game. Maybe it'll be a 1A, 1B type of circumstance for the next like week or so just to determine that. But no, Carson is the reigning WWCHL MVP. She was the reason why – the Sun Devils qualified for nationals in the first place. I just don't think you can really get uh, a good gauge of someone after just the first game, especially when everybody's rusty. It's not just Carson. Like, the defense in front of her wasn't all that good. The only difference between Hellman and Etinger, in my opinion, was that Etinger was making those crucial saves for Arizona State. So Mm -hmm. that's my thing. It's just a little too early to to make that assessment as to who should be the – full-fledged starting goalie going forward. You know what I will say? I'll say that the series against Utah will be split between the two. Really? I I really do think so. I think if I had to be a betting man, uh, I would say Carson gets the first game and then Quinn gets the second one because I think this game gave Lindsey so much trust in Quinn because – we can both agree, and this is no offense to Quinn, Quinn wasn't 
fantastic last year. She was the third string goal- goalie. She wasn't a world beater. Well, here's the thing is, is she appeared in one, one game, one game, and but it was a and it was a shutout against the University of Denver. If you look in the practices, you can tell that Quinn has massively improved from last year. Yeah, and I have not been the only one to say that. I think Quinn has been working her butt off all summer long, and I think she's a better goalie than last year. Final thoughts on Quinn? Um, still too early to gauge as to who's going to be the starter, but uh, it doesn't take away from the fact that Quinn uh, performed one heck of a game in between the pipes for the Sun Devils. And, Agreed. you know, I, I talked about my uh, shortcomings. Well, let's talk about some predictions I did get right. So <laughs> I said on last week's show, and I even put this out on social media, I said I was surprised that Sophie Fossil was a healthy scratch. I think we said it. Well, I say, and you agreed with it, but... That's you, not what Sophie said. Who? That's not what she said? Yeah. What did she say? She said, we both said it. We both said it. Hmm. Well, well. anyway, we, we don't need to debate that. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I have it on video. I mean, just look back on my on, on my Twitter. On my, All right. Or, before Trey erupts in saltiness, I agree with you, Trey. Okay. Uh, okay. That, that Sophie Fossil yes. um, was a big impact in this game. And I but, was just about to touch on that. But here's the thing. I was going to ask you this. Shoot. I, I don't know if I saw, like, like the original line combinations for ASU going into game one, but I could have sworn and saw that Sophie was in the game. Do you think there was a last-minute adjustment made by uh, the coaching staff to uh, scratch her? Do you, do you have any insight on that? I do have insight. I don't think I can share it. Okay. So right. I'm going to keep that at that. But I will say that Sophie was originally in the lineup, and there was change. And Sophie was in the lineup for game two, and she okay. looked really good. Well, anyway, I verbatimly said last week, you maybe have to entertain the fact of putting Quinn in between the pipes. I said that verbatimly. I said, yep. I said you should I, – I was surprised that Sophie Fossil was scratched. And I also said, like, entertain putting Quinn in the pipes. And, and I did say that, by the way. Yes. I mean, you did. I mean, the thing is, I said it first, though. Okay. Whatever, Chair. I, I said I, argue. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we could go back and forth on this all day, Chase. But anyway, my thing is, is like, either way, it was said, it was established on the show that Fossil needed to start and and Quinn needed to be given a chance because you, yeah. need, you needed to switch it up a little bit. Absolutely. And I think that's what ASU was able to do. Now, you talked about uh, when they go up against, what, the Utah Utes? Maybe it'll be split a little bit? I think so. Okay, so with all due respect to the Utes, they're not really projected to do all that well, right? I think they will be the second best team in WWCHL. Second best? Surpassing GCU? Well, I would say so. Didn't Maryville destroy GCU? They did. Okay, well... Well, that's we'll talk a, about that. In yeah, a we'll we'll talk about that a little little later. But yeah, so when do you think uh, Kimmel's going to be given a chance to start? Because you know you got to put her in before comp or not before conference, but before you know the schedule gets a little how would I say it tougher, especially in November and December. So, um, I would say looking at their schedule, she's probably going to be played. Uh, I would. I, I'm really tempted to say in that Colorado road trip where they have three games in under 24 hours, which is, again, insane, and that's going to be crazy. I can guarantee you that Carson and Quinn will be splitting all those games, but uh, there, there's 
she was not in practice the other day, which makes me think that she might be out with an injury. Um, and look, Brooke is young. Brooke is the third string goalie. She's kind of in the same situation that Quinn was in last year, except uh, the goalies in front of her aren't moving on. They are they are going to stay with ASU most likely for the foreseeable future. I think she gets one or two games, probably the same way Quinn did last year, probably against these weaker teams, University of Denver. And I don't want to like offend Brooke, obviously. Brooke is an awesome person, but that is what I'm feeling like is what is what's going to happen. Well, we'll see what what uh, goes on. But what's on the agenda next on the show? Uh, let's take one last look at this Maryville uh, series real quick. Uh, I do want to quickly mention because uh, I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but Logan Satura was the ever goal scorer. A really good game by her. I thought Evelyn Olson. Had a very, very good game. She made the team via tryout, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She was very impressive. Um, and I thought she made such a big impact. She made so many shots, and she honestly should have gotten a goal. I thought the Lush Jarvis pairing was great again, along with the Platts and Coons pairing. And once again, Sophie Fossil was incredible in the game. I thought the Ellie McKenna line was, once again, the best line out there, the one with Anita Fleming and Paige Ring. I really like that line. I think that line is very good. Speaking of which, aren't we supposed to get a couple players for today's show, or did that uh, fall they, through? They, it fell through, but apparently next week they will be coming in, so uh, we'll make sure see. to tune in I'm, for that. I'm, I'm holding my breath. I wasn't impressed with the Paulson, Murphy, and Powell line again. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they had good speed, but the execution just wasn't there. I think they should break that line up. Uh, too early, too early. Uh, I just... Don't know. I don't know. Give it one more chance. It's too early. I don't know. They just did not impress me at all. Um, and once again, Quinn, very good in the game. Any final thoughts on this game? ASU proved me right in, in some ways, and ASU proved me wrong in some ways. So, so let's just say they proved you wrong in the score. Fine. They, they proved me wrong in the score. They redeemed themselves. Wasn't their Best showing. It wasn't the cleanest game, and obviously they had to make Quinn uh, work a little extra harder, especially within the final two minutes when Maryville was on uh, the doorstep consistently. But I will give credit. ASU really was able to hold down the fort when it mattered most. And uh, I got to say one last thing. The environment at the Ice Bikes was probably the best I've seen. Surprisingly really good considering how late these times were. And it wasn't just Maryville fans. There were a lot of ASU fans. Yeah, we saw some uh, ACHA hockey teams uh, coming out to support uh, the, the women's team. We saw uh, a lot of parents in attendance. It, alumni. Alumni, Sheridan Gloyd, Mal Raybuck, Mason, uh, Walker. Mason Walker. Let's see. who else? I feel like I'm, there was somebody else. I might be. Uh, maybe a couple players from a few years ago that I don't really know because I know that they played on the team, but I just did, don't know them personally. But, yeah, there was a lot of alumni in, in attendance. That was uh, really nice to see. But, yeah, given how late those start times were, I was surprised with the reception because that's 9-15. The game won't – theoretically, the game wouldn't be over till like, what, 11? Didn't the uh, second game start at, like, 7? Second game started at seven, but I think the the game one atmosphere was honestly better than, the game, than the game two atmosphere. So that's what uh, surprised me. I agree. Uh, let's move on to a new segment of the show: a look around the WWCHL. Yay! 
Um, Wait, you have the scores lined up? I do, Trey. Of course I do. Who do you think I am? Well, I I, 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 I think uh, a couple things, but obviously that's a conversation for another hey, time. Hey, that's so nice. All I right. didn't say anything mean. All right, so let's look around the WWCHL and some yeah. recent scores. I want to see that GCU game. Let's get it. We're going to save that one for last <laughs> because right. let's talk about – Probably the one that we're going to care least about, which is CSU winning game two, 5-1, uh, after losing to Denver in the first game, 5-1. So they split the series. Um, these are two teams that ASU are going to see in the future, CSU sooner than later. Right. CSU probably impressed you and I the most out of any team in WWCHL uh, finals. They put up a fight against two teams that we both predicted they shouldn't have had a fight against. GCU was one of them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So And they were close to winning. Yeah, that yeah. Game. Colorado's uh State was They did cl- win that game, didn't they? I think they I think they had to win both ga- I I can't recall It was the, the goal differential they yeah, had. Yeah, it was a goal do. differential that did them in because they had to hold GCU to a certain amount of goals in order to potentially play ASU in the either the semifinals or the actual finals. The actual finals. The actual, actual finals. finals. Okay, so, yeah, CSU lost the first game, then they played their second game, and they kept it. No, re- they won their first game against Utah. Oh, they I did? Thought. Okay. Well, No, they, they lost against ASU, and then they – one well let's not conf- let's not confuse our audience either way CSU put up one heck of a fight during the WWCHL championship and the fact that they were uh and I remember ASU didn't win their first game all by all that much I think it was like one nothing or two nothing or something like that ASU, ASU no did, they blew out CSU I they thought. they did okay that five one game okay then that's GCU I'm thinking of but anyway yeah, I mean, CSU really did put up a decent fight during the WWCHL championship, and I think uh, – or tournament, excuse me. Yeah. So it was – they impressed me, I'll, I'll admit. Yep, so they split their series with Denver. Denver, I think, surprised me out of those two teams because Denver is projected to be probably the worst team again, I would say so. Yeah, remember, that's the that, – that that's a, a, a matchup I'm looking forward to because I think we'll see more people get some game action – that may, might not normally play. So I remember Quinn got to play last year against the University of Denver, and she came away with a shutout in her one and only game appearance. Let's talk about the next series, which was uh, ASU's next opponents, the University of Utah. They swept the their Utes. series. Uh, they lost game two – or, sorry, they won game two 13-1 against Montana. Um so that was uh that was uh a slaughter. That was a slaughter, but I think it it was well expected cuz Montana is not the best team. Where's Montana again? I'm joking. I'm joking. You're funny. I know I am. You're hilarious. But um, yeah, that that that's not a hockey score. That's a low-scoring football game. That's uh Obviously, one of the newest teams in WWC or not even WWCHL. They're in the ACHA. They're not in WWCHL, although they should be. Um, yeah, they're one of the newer teams. They're gonna. It's gonna need to be like this because also for the next couple of years, ain't no one want to go to Montana. I wouldn't say that, but I won't go that far. But yeah, I, I um, it's definitely one of the newer teams. I don't know what the hockey culture is like in Montana, quite honestly. I don't think it would be all that high. Yeah, because I feel like the closest like form of hockey they have, at least professional-wise, is the Idaho Steelheads, maybe. But then again, we're in Arizona, so who are we to judge? Oh, we have the Coyotes. Well, yeah, but like when you think of Arizona in, in state in general, you don't really think of hockey first thing first. Fair enough. 
And let's talk about the series that you were hinting at. The GCU Maryville series, obviously, they uh, ASU played in Maryville uh, in their last series. They'll play Maryville again in January. And GCU, they'll play after they come back home from a long road trip in Colorado. They'll play them at Arcadia, um, a lovely rink. So, oh, Maryville beat GCU 5-2 in game one, the identical score to what Maryville beat ASU in in game uh, one of their own series. And then the flood dam, the dam unleashed the flood. 9-2 was the score for the second uh, game. That was not even close because most of these goals were scored in the first and second period for Maryville. They just destroyed GCU, and this just shows how impressive the ASU win was. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that Maryville blew out GCU like that. Now, I'm not sure. I know GCU made a coaching change, and I, they I did. I don't know how many players they've gained and or lost. It was a lot. I would they, say most of the notable players are still around. Still around, okay. So the fact that they got blown out like that, uh, that should be somewhat reassuring for the Sun Devils. Well, again, we kind of talked about it um, about how GCU relies on their physicality to win their their games, and maybe that's getting old. Maybe that's getting old. Who knows? We'll see in a couple uh, weeks. Or when... it's maybe it's just growing pains with having a new coaching staff, maybe. a new leader behind the that's bench. Very fair. You know that 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 happens at times. That's very fair. Um, but we'll see in a couple weeks when ASU goes down to Arcadia, right down the street in phoenix um and we'll see what happens but moving on let's preview the next series and this is going to be an interesting one this is asu versus university of utah uh obviously university of utah is 2-0 to start the season off good start but they did play at montana state uh for nothing and as we mentioned 13-1 in the uh in the uh two games that they played so far and asu right now 1-1 uh, obviously, defeating Maryville 2-1 in their recent game, 5-2 loss in the first game. As we mentioned, Maryville is, let's face it, a very, very much tougher opponent than Montana State. So we'll see what happens. But 9:35 puck drop. Oh no! First Not game. again! <laughs> and um, who puts this schedule together? And uh, don't worry, because we got a 7:30 puck drop. The next game. So wait, is the first game Friday or Saturday or Friday or Thursday? Uh, first game is on Friday. Well, looks like I'm not going out that night. Uh, that's the second straight show that you've said this on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they'll play uh, ASU back to back times. Where are you expecting out of this one? Well, it's kind of hard to translate because the Utah Utes played uh, against uh, Montana State, which is a relatively new hockey program. So, you know, they're definitely, uh, I guess, riding that hot hand just because uh, it, it gave them a chance to just take it nice and easy and just play their game and not really worry all that much about uh, what Montana State can throw at them. But for ASU, they played host to a team that helped eliminate them during nationals and maybe it wasn't the outcome they wanted, but they were able to even up the series and we'll see how uh, things approach from there on out. But it's kind of hard to assess because like you said, ASU played against a hard opponent, whereas the Utes with all the respect played against an opponent that's, I don't think going to see themselves in the rankings for the ACHA. Let's be, 
completely honest. So I think for ASU, they'll definitely give uh, the Utes a competitive series. I think um, I think it'll be similar to what we saw last year because I remember those games in which the Utes played the Sun Devils. They were always uh, relatively competitive. I, I don't know what the final score was for those games because it's been like a year now, but still mm-hmm. um, I do remember it, them being competitive. I remember ASU fighting hard and quite honestly um, just split it. Worst comes to worst, try to split the series. That's what ASU needs to approach every single series. If you cannot sweep a team, try to split it up so that way you walk away with something. What I will say is that the usuals are back to their tricks again, which is Hallie Hansen and Ava Kistner. They were, I believe, the top two rookie scorers uh, last year in the whole ACHA. Of course, Utah having a weaker schedule than ASU, uh, I would argue. Um, but they're back. They have scored numerous times throughout their uh, series with Montana, and they've got more experience under their belt, especially after the disappointment, I would say, in the WWCHL playoffs because they went 0-2 in those playoffs. So they were not that fantastic, and we expected more out of a team with these types of players with it. But they're back. What ASU needs to do, we talked about it. Their defense needs to shore up, and they need to get on these two forwards because these two forwards are some of the best players in WWCHL, maybe the ACHA. Um, it'll be interesting to see that. It will also be interesting to see, as we mentioned, who's going to start in net for both the games. I'd say depending on how game one goes, then maybe we'll, like you said early on in the show, maybe we'll see a split between uh, Hellman and Etinger, but... I'd say if Hellman puts on a good performance, I think that starting spot is still hers. Yeah, I would argue that too. Um, but I think the the series is going to be split to give them both time. I think, you know, Lindsay doesn't want any of her players, uh, or goalies at least, to get too tired already because the season has just started. And Trey's very excited to see more of these 9 o'clock start times. No, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Friday? Hang on a second. I might have to do NCAA men's that day. Anyway, Trey is very excited to see more of these start times. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's look back at last year um, because guess who opened the series or their season against Utah last year? Oh, yeah, that's right. ASU did. Um, They won the first game, and this was back at Oceanside. I miss you. Rest in in peace. Rest in peace. So last year, uh, they opened up their season with a 2-0 win against Utah, and this was the last time uh, teams saw each other, I believe. Yes, this this was the last time these two teams saw each other. Um, Tristan Craig scored her first goal, and Cameron Kozak scored her first goal in the first game. Again, a 2-0 win, and in the second game, uh, it was a 3-2 final. Uh, Cameron Kozak scored her second goal uh, ever. Ellie McKenna scored her first ASU goal uh, ever. And think, wow, think uh, Let me guess the third goal scorer, can I? Go ahead. Uh, was it Mason Walker? It was not. It was not? Who was it? It was um, Haley Martin. Oh, Haley scored that game? Do hmm. you want to guess who assisted on that goal? Walker? No. Who? Sammy Lush. And this, is, this one might surprise you. Or give you a throwback, Brooklyn Calendar. Oh, I love Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember BK. Do you yeah. remember who was in net for these two games? Uh, okay. So this is against the Utes. I'm gonna go with uh, Holly McClellan. It was Holly McClellan, and then 
some other interesting ones. Jill Catchum got an assist. One yeah, for Jill, Jill, uh, Jill's should be returning in a few. This weeks. should be her return series. Uh, no, she said like her return series should be against GCU. That's what she told me uh, uh, last week. Okay, if she told you last week, then that is more concurrent. Um, but also, Mason Walker did have an assist in that game. That was on Cameron Kozak's second. Yeah, goal. I remember because uh, Walker gave uh, Kozak a big bear hug, and both of them went down to the to the ground. I remember calling that. Yeah, those were two very good games, and that obviously started off a uh, winning streak of, I believe, seven that was ended by GCU. Uh, let's predict the series real quick. What do you predict the series outcome? I predict that I think ASU might struggle, uh, at least in the first game against uh, the, the Utes, just because, like I said early on, the Utes are riding in on a on, on a very hot hand just because, like, they blew out their previous opponent, uh, Montana State. So maybe it gives them a chance to, like, you know, use that some of that momentum going into the game against ASU. But I think ASU will definitely step up their game in game two, similar to what we saw against uh, Maryville. So I think worst-case scenario, ASU will split, but my gut is telling me that ASU will sweep. I agree with you. I think ASU is going to sweep. I think Ava Kissner and Holly Hansen are going to be up to their scoring ways. I think they'll challenge ASU, but besides that, I think ASU will have an easy time, especially coming off of playing Maryville. Um, Maryville was a very tough opponent. I think ASU has shaken off all their rest. I think it's they're, it's go time. It's it's back in the grind again. I think there's going to be some rookies that are going to score their first goal. As we saw last time, some rookies scored their first goals against uh, Utah. As we mentioned three of them. Ellie McKenna, Cameron Kozak, Tristan Craig. I would not be surprised if three more rookies get their first goal. I would keep an eye. I would say Paige Ring this time. Again, that line has been very good. Probably. That is your go-to prediction. I, what can I say? I guess I'm a big Paige okay. Ring fan. Uh, I'm going to say I think Sophie Fossil will score. Ooh, that's a good one. That was going to be my other one. I I definitely agree with you. Okay, I'm going to go with Sophie Fossil uh, will score one. I'm going to go with one more because uh, I guess we're going back-to-back. Uh, Evelyn Olsen. I'm going to say she gets Olsen. a goal. Mm, okay. And I'd say... Hellman will redeem herself. I agree. Game one, or maybe maybe game one or game two, whichever one. Yeah, like because my gut is telling saying uh, no, the, that ASU will win uh, two. I don't care about superstition. I don't care about oh what people God, think. Here we go. Nobody, no one on the team is going to hear this. So hey, I'm. You know, Sophie Fossil actually told me she listened to our last show. Oh, she did. Okay, well, uh, Sophie, don't tell anyone. Okay, so I don't care about superstition. I ain't gonna change. I'm gonna say Hellman will get a shutout in, in one of those two games. Come tweet at me. I don't care. I, no one's no one's going to no, no one's gonna care. Trust me. What I say. You said it, not me. So we both predicted sweeps, right? Yes, my gut's saying sweep, but worst case scenario, split. All right, there you go. Our official predictions for uh, this upcoming week's uh, series against Utah. So. Let's let's end it off as we always do. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, week's episode of What You Talking About, uh, Trey. Where can they find you on Twitter? Well, you can find me on the X app now, formally Twitter oh my gosh. At, <laughs> at Trey Matt Four. You can also find me on Instagram at Trey Emery Matthews. You can find me on Twitter 
Uh, Chase Beardsley underscore. Go ahead and check it out. I do all the beat writing for the Hayes Women's Hockey Team. You can find updates, writing, whatever. ChaseBeardsley.com. Look that up too. Trey Matthews, obviously, almost always on the call for ASU Women's Hockey. Uh, you can find what you're talking about on all podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon even. Does anyone listen to Amazon Podcasts? Do you? I don't really. I I mean, I think that's where a place where you go for ad free podcasts if you pay extra, but if you have the Prime membership. But I couldn't tell you. All right. Well, shout out all of our Amazon listeners. You can check us out on any podcast platform. What you're talking about? Um, we'll be back in action uh, next Friday at eight thirty uh, a.m. to hopefully talk to some players before the Utah matchup, and then yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for waking up and making us part of your morning routine. We will, once again, be back 8.30 a.m. right here in Blaze. Any final words, Dre? Nope. Let's go. Let's go, Sun Devils. Forks up. All right. Shout out uh, everyone who's listening. Shout out Sophie Fossil for yep. listening to us. <laughs> and Sparky, stay away from the practices, please. Uh, Sparky was at the practice. I did forgot to mention. I didn't. I wasn't. I was not a fan of that. I. I. I stay away from the practices. Let's let. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone focus. Yeah, because I don't think Liberty's doing that. I don't think top opponents are doing that. That's just my thing. That's my two cent opinion. Don't care if I get slack for it. Wow. All right. Well, you heard it here, here, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.